on this first Sunday of 2020. Can you believe that? Just unbelievable. So happy new year to you all. I just believe with all of my heart that God wants to help us today. This is going to be a special service. We want to kick off this new year the right way by reminding every one of us how much we need the blood of Jesus in our lives. And so you're going to see today that the whole focus is going to be on the precious blood of Jesus. Let's bow our heads and pray. God, I thank you so much that we can be in your house this morning. We sense that you are in our midst today to help us. And we do claim the blood of Jesus today. We claim the blood of Jesus over our lives and over our family's lives and over our church. And we need you this morning to meet with us and to touch our hearts. And so, Lord, thank you that you're here. Now, God, we're going to do our part to worship you. We're going to open our hearts and our minds to whatever it is you have for us today. So, Jesus, please have your perfect will and way in this service this morning and move among us for Jesus' sake, I pray and all God's people said amen. 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 I want us to stand. We're going to start with a course and that's found on page uh, song number 122 in your sing to the Lord hymnal. Song number 122 and I want us to remain standing and then we'll sing another congregational song but I wanted us to kick off this morning with this, with this tremendous course. Let's sing it together.
song number 119. And let's sing this great anthem. I will praise him. Let's sing it together.
Father, we do appreciate your many blessings upon us in 2019. And we're encouraged, Lord, for what's ahead of us in 2020. You know what the future holds, and we're glad that we can hold your hand, and you'll see us through once again as you did the days gone by. And we're so thankful, Jesus, uh, that you're on the throne, uh, that you're in the control, uh, and that you will help us, Jesus, to walk in that light as we read about and have that blessed fellowship one with another, Jesus. Uh, we're glad for our brothers and sisters that are here. We pray for those that are not here today that I would touch them and help them and encourage them and, and bless them. Be with this one, Susan, Lord. You know the need. We pray that I would touch and help give a divine intervention in this life. And Father, we pray that I would speak to our hearts in this service. We pray, Lord Jesus, that I would help our, our leaders, God, move upon them. And they're in Washington, D.C. Lord, defeat the, this the, the spirit of division among uh, the politicians. God, may uh, the blessed Holy Ghost move in among uh, those in Washington, D.C. Uh, may the Holy Ghost move in upon us in Beach Grove, Independent Nazarene Church. May the Holy Ghost help us uh, today to, to always lean upon the everlasting arms of God and not trust in the arm of the flesh, uh, but, but, but trust in you, Jesus, uh, to cast every care upon you for you as we cast this service upon you. We, we are trusting in thee to bless the choir, bless the preaching of thy word, bless your people today. And for all that you do for us, we'll be sure to give you all the praise and the glory and the honor, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. We are so glad you're with us today. You come and visit our church. Jesus said a new commandment that I give you that you love one another. Amen. Well, we're going to do that here in just a minute. We're going to get out of our seats, and there's visitors here, and shake their hands and welcome them and show them a little bit of Calvary's love. Amen? Amen. And the instruments will play the family of God, and in a short time, not long, then we'll get back in our seats and we'll go from there. So let's begin the family of God and welcome one another and show them Calvary's love.
anyone else have a birthday today? Because we're going to sing happy birthday to you. It's your birthday. Oh, yes. Roger will turn. Yes. Roger will turn 50 as well. Can we sing happy birthday? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday.
for your giving to the church. Brother Taylor, would you leave prayer this morning, please?
blood for the precious blood of Jesus. That's why we're here this morning. If it wasn't for the shedding of the blood, there would be no remission of sins. There would be no church. But because Jesus shed his blood, we, and it's unlimited atonement. It's for you and for me. And it's for all of our sins. The blood can go deeper <laughs> than the stain of sin. Amen. So no matter what you've done, the blood can cover it, can cleanse your heart from all of it. Praise His holy name. That's why we praise Him. That's why we're here to worship Him today. And that's why we're here to sing and exalt Him. At this time we have a special number. And then after that, Brother Bates will bring us another message from God's Word. And haven't you appreciated the truth that He's been giving us week after week? It's been, it's been meat to my soul. God bless you.
said unto them, with desire, I have desire to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Look again at verse number 14. When the hour was come, he sat down. I want to talk to you this morning before we partake of the of the sacraments, I want to talk to you about communion in a crucial hour. Communion in a crucial hour. We're five days into a new year. Ministers all across the fruited plains are trying to come up with catchy phrases to attract our attention as we face this new year. I totally understand what they're trying to do. Some have suggested we have 2020 vision for 2020. I agree. Some have said make 2020 a year of victory. I agree. But try as I might, I could not come up with a, with a catchy phrase to spark your interest for 2020. So here's the bottom line. We need Jesus in 2020. Amen. And so here we are in this first Sunday of 
2020. And it's altogether fitting and proper that we should partake of sacred communion together on this first Sunday. For it was on the eve of a new dispensation, a new era, when Jesus Christ commemorated the first communion with his disciples. There is significance in what Luke said. When the hour was come, it was an interesting hour. We'll look at that hour this morning. The hour in which he instituted the Lord's Supper. And we will compare it to the hour in which you and I live. And as we commemorate the life and death of Jesus, let us do so with our eyes upon the future. It's no time to look back, brothers and sisters. It's no time to look in the rearview mirror. And, and, and you, you see, they say hindsight is 2020 vision. It's no time to look back. It's time to look forward. So as we partake this morning, Let's look to the hour that faces each one of us. So what was the hour? What was the hour that Jesus was facing? His hour was, first of all, an hour of crisis. Jesus was facing betrayal. Verse 21 of this chapter says that Jesus said, Behold, the hand of him that betrayeth me is with me on the table. Someone that night was going to turn their back on the Son of God. Who would it be? Who would dare betray the best friend they had ever known? Who could do that? Who could sit at that table? Had I been Jesus, I'm human. He was the God-man. I'd have had a difficult time having a meal with the guy that I knew was getting ready to stab me in the back. And yet Jesus knew. And he partook with that man. But in that hour of crisis, the Son of God was facing betrayal. Here's my prayer for us in 2020. Would to God that none of us will betray him. Amen. A year has passed. We've all experienced tragedy and heartache in 2019. We're looking around at people who are no longer with us, who have left this world for another world. At the same time, we all know of tragic Tragedy that has struck people spiritually, don't we? And maybe they were sitting beside you and worshiping with you a year ago. And they're not here today. Don't be that one that betrays the Son of God. Especially, listen brothers and sisters, if there was ever a time when we needed to be on board with Jesus, it's today. Because you need Him more today than you needed Him yesterday. You need him more this year than you have ever needed him before. Amen. But Jesus was facing betrayal. Would to God none of us will betray him 
in 2020. Judas walked out of there and sold him for the price of a slave. And told the high priest, I'll tell you exactly where he is. And he turned over the son of God. Peter left that room after saying, who in the world would do something like that? And then publicly, at least Judas did it behind his back. But publicly, Peter announced to a crowd of people that he didn't have a clue who Jesus was. How do people do that? I don't know, but they do. Christ was facing betrayal. The disciples were in the hour of decision. Stand by the Savior or risk losing their lives. And I hate to tell you this, but they failed that first very important test. When the pressure was on, they caved. Listen, you may think you're strong enough to hang around bad people and keep the victory, but you may not be as strong as you think you are. You may think you're strong enough to live on the edge spiritually and you don't need too much of God in 2020, but I'll just tell you, you're not near as strong as you think you are. And when it came time to, to really stand by the stuff, in Mark chapter 14, verse 50, the Bible tells us that in his hour of crisis, they all, Here's what Mark said. They all forsook him and fled. You and I are in an hour of crisis. Really, and I'm not a negative preacher, you know that, but, but, but as we face this new year and we partake of sacred communion, we, we stand on the brink of many a crisis. I want to mention a few. The Church of Jesus Christ, as we, as we know it, is facing a crisis of fidelity. I want to ask you this morning, do we intend to hold true to what we believe? I hope the answer is yes. Do we intend to hold true to what we've been taught? I'm grateful for my heritage. I'm grateful for my parents that took me to church Sunday after Sunday. And yes, I had to sit on the second row while my dad spit on me Sunday after Sunday and preached. I didn't need to take a bath. I got one when I went to church. I'm grateful for all of those memories. I'm grateful for the times of prayer around the, around the living room uh, couch. I'm grateful for waking up in the middle of the night in that old farmhouse and hearing my mother downstairs below bombarding heaven for her children. I thank God for those memories. But by the grace of God, brothers and sisters, that's the kind of legacy I want to pass on to my children. And so will we be true? Will we be true to what we've been taught? Will we hand down what we've been taught to the next generation? Would to God that we will. We will be forced to make decisions in 2020 that will test our resolve and will test our faith. Just get ready. You will have those moments where your resolve, your faith will be tested. We not only face a, a crisis of, of fidelity, but we face a crisis of faithfulness. We will all fight the temptation to skip church. Now, you know, even the saints can say amen on that one. 
Now, Sister Russell's here today, and she'd give anything to be here every service. That I do know and believe. But I'll be honest, there are Sunday mornings where the alarm goes off where I want to pick up the phone and call the preacher and say, I don't feel good today, I'm not coming. Kind of difficult to do. Listen, brothers and sisters, when the going gets tough, trust me, your faithfulness will be tested. Nobody likes conflict. I know there are few that, troublemakers that seem to just delight in, 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 in stirring the pot, causing trouble, and they're not happy unless somebody's in, in, in it. But, but, but by and large, nobody likes conflict, do we? And the devil will tempt you. If the devil's fighting, if things aren't going like you hoped they would, if, if, if we hit a point where momentum is not real high and we're struggling emotionally, I promise you, the devil will fight your faithfulness. You'll fight the temptation to skip church. You'll fight the temptation to stop being loyal. Come when you feel like it. Stay home when you don't. When the going gets tough, it's easier not to pay our tithe if we're having trouble paying the bills, right? Look, I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to you and preaching to me. You know, the devil tempts us, doesn't he? The devil tempts our loyalty. He tempts our faithfulness. And here's the other thing he does. He convinces all of us that we don't matter. They're not going to matter if I'm not there. Let me tell you this morning, it does matter if you're here. Every one of you. It matters from the back seat to the front seat. It matters that you are here and you are wanted and you are loved and God loves you and the church loves you and needs you. But the devil will do his best to convince you that you don't matter. And if you're not there, nobody cares. And nobody notices. Let me tell you who notices. God always notices. You remember what Jesus said? If he sees a sparrow when it falls, how much more does he notice us? <laughs> and you'll, you'll fight that temptation. You'll, 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 there's, there's people struggling right now with what they believe. I mean, if you're reading the news, you're reading about a denomination, an old blind denomination that's been around a long, long time that's getting ready to split. Because half of them have decided they don't believe what they used to believe. And you, you mark my word, you will have moments in 2020 where the devil will test your fidelity to his word, to God's word, to the church, to what you believe, to what you stand for. And when the going gets tough and life's not fun and you don't feel like going to church, the devil will do his best to convince you that you don't really need to go to church. It's not that big of a deal. I want to tell you something. You need to be in church more in 2020 you've ever been in your life. I don't want to get sidelined from my notes, but, I, but I'll tell you this. God's going to keep helping us on Wednesday nights, brothers and sisters. You know what my goal is? My goal is there will come a Wednesday night when we're all here. That's here this morning. We'll be here on Wednesday night. Praising God. Singing. Praying together. We're having some of the most incredible times of prayer together. I don't keep you half the night. But we gather around and pray before we leave. And we don't just have a nominal season of prayer. We lay hands on each other when we pray. Because we realize how much we need the power of prayer. And we need God to work in our lives. And that's what I hope for us in 2020. Amen. That Wednesday night will roll around and God will encourage your heart to be in his house. Because I'm going to tell you, I need God every day this year. And so do you. <clears throat> but I
But in an hour of crisis, you'll face those tests. You'll face those battles. Jesus was in an hour of crisis. Secondly, his hour was an hour of crucifixion. I still can't hardly wrap my brain around this thought, but it's a true thought. The church and the world together would hang him on a cross. The church and the world together crucified Jesus. The church leaders were standing side by side with the heathen, all shouting, crucify him. How ironic. In some places, it would seem to me that the world and the church are doing the same today. The world, can I preach to the church for just a moment? The world, because it does not know better, and the church, because it wants the approval of the world. And there they stood, side by side. That's why, brothers and sisters, we still want to have church at Independent Nazarene. Not a nightclub, not a big party, not, not we, we, we have fun, we want to have more fun, but, but when it's time to have church, it's time to have church, amen? amen. You know, that's why we, you know, we'll, we'll bait your traditionalist, you're an old soul, I know it, but I want to have church. Amen. I want to sense that God is in this place. When I come to church, I want to connect with God, and I want to create an atmosphere, if God will help me, that God can feel comfortable coming to church. Because if he doesn't show up, we're wasting our time. It doesn't matter how awesome we make it. It doesn't matter how incredible we make it. It doesn't matter how eye-popping we make it. If God doesn't show up, it doesn't mean anything. And that fateful day, the church and the world stood side by side and crucified the Son of God. Can I say this? I, this is going to sound super negative. I don't mean it that way at all. But you and I may face our moments of crucifixion in this new year. You may have some friendships that get crucified. And it's amazing sometimes what happens when you, when you decide to do the right thing. It's amazing who goes by the wayside. It's painful, isn't it? It's awful painful. It hurts. It's hurt, it hurts to watch friends walk away because they don't agree with the decision that you've made. It hurts when you have friends that you, you split the blanket over what some would think would be just a nominal thing. But it's amazing what people will split the blanket over, you know? We've all, I'll be transparent, we, we, we've all had family relationships that got crucified, haven't we? It's no fun. We're through the holiday season and some are saying hallelujah. I don't have to put up with that relative that I don't like. Oh, please, nobody say amen. I've given all the call. One lady said to me a few weeks ago, appreciated the message. It was just what I needed. And I said, well, should I have opened the altar? No, I don't want to let people know I, I have that many problems. It was hilariously funny. It was a joke. I'm not going to tell you it was, but I want to really bad. I'm not going to look at it right now because they're here this morning. Please don't say amen. You know who you are. But we all have family relationships. Can I, can I, can I just encourage you to remember this? We're a family, brothers and sisters. And if you've got a relationship that needs mended, go mend it. Go mend it. Don't let the devil crucify a good relationship in the house of God. 
It should never be that we come to church and worship together and we intentionally stay on this side so we don't have to talk to somebody on that side. Do you believe, brothers and sisters, that that's of God? Absolutely not. It's not of God. Go get it fixed. Do whatever you have to do. If it can't be fixed, still shake that person's hand and tell them you love them. But you may fight those crucifixions. This may be an hour of crucifixion. We know the world is crucifying the church today. If you stand for anything godly and holy, you're looked upon as a bigot. You're looked upon as all of those adjectives that I can't even name all of them. They're not adjectives. I don't know what they are. I can't, name, I can't even describe them all. But, but if you claim any, any grace or gospel whatsoever, you're viewed as a hate monger. I don't hate anybody. I love Jesus. And if I love Jesus, I'm going to love everybody. But I'm going to be true to his word, brothers and sisters. But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop loving people. I'm still going to love people. But my loyalty, first and foremost, will always be to him. His was an hour of crucifixion. Thirdly, his was an hour of cleansing. His hour was an hour of pardon. Verses 39 to 43 in that same chapter talks about when Jesus withdrew himself a stone's throw in the Garden of Gethsemane and began to pray alone. I don't know how far you can throw a rock, but I think I can throw one at least from here to the back of the church. So just imagine that Jesus was that far away from the three that he had asked to stay there and pray with them. But he went that far away from them. And there in the Garden of Gethsemane, he won the battle of his flesh where he was saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And Jesus won the battle of the cross right there in the Garden of Gethsemane. And can I just say to you, Brothers and sisters, there's going to be times in the place of prayer where only in the place of prayer will you win the battle of the cross. Amen. Only there. Amen. Only there will you win the battle of crucifixion. Only there where you were, where you will die to self. Only there where you will face those crises in your life and allow God to have full control. And Jesus won that battle Amen. in the Garden of Gethsemane. His hour was an hour of pardon. Because of his hour, we can sing pardon for sin and a peace that endureth thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. His hour was not only an hour of pardon, but it was an hour of purity. Wherefore, Jesus suffered without the gate that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. Brothers and sisters, because of what Jesus did, we can be pure and holy. Salvation is not just a, a monopoly get out of jail free card. Salvation is not just intended to cover how I am so God only sees the righteousness of Christ. But salvation is designed through the blood of Jesus to change me and change you and make you and I brand new creatures in Christ Jesus and fill us with the fullness of God that purifies our hearts and makes us whiter than snow on the inside and empowers us to be what God wants us to be. 
hour was an hour of purity. And as you and I partake of the sacraments this morning, we're facing a new day. We're facing a new hour. We'll face many a crisis in this new year. But may the communion that you and I take this morning help prepare us for the crisis. May we be reminded of the way Jesus reacted in his hour of crisis. We may face crucifixion in the new year. The world hates our gospel. It hates our Savior. It hates our faith. But may the communion that you and I take this morning help prepare us for crucifixion if needed. May we react the way Jesus reacted in his hour of crucifixion. And you and I must have our hour of cleansing if we're going to be everything that God would have us be in this new year. And may we realize the importance of being crucified with Christ. And may we learn the importance of it not being us, but Christ that lives within us. Amen. As we face our own hour, let us commune together. Let us partake together as one body. Let us face this hour together. I've asked the ministers to come and assist us this morning.
for, for the ministers to be able to come through. But let's just, I think this is going to work, gentlemen. I believe the Lord's going to help us this morning. Let's just keep gathering. This is wonderful. Again, if you need to be seated on the front row, please be seated or, or come near and be seated. The ministers will begin to, to, to give you the elements. Please hold on to them until we're ready to partake together. We're going to pray before we do.
to serve that wants to be served? Let's bow our heads and pray. God, we thank you for this solemn moment. We thank you that we're honoring your word and, and your commandments this morning by doing what we're doing. God, I pray you would help all of us to search our hearts at this moment. Help us to ensure that by your grace, through the blood of Jesus, we're worthy to partake this morning only through your precious blood. So God, touch our hearts today. But oh God, also unify our hearts and unify our spirits. We're here today like they were gathered around that table, but we're here today to pledge our honor, our love, our loyalty to you, that Jesus, by your grace, we will be everything you want us to be in 2020. So God bless us as a congregation. Bless every person here this morning, from the oldest Lord to the youngest. Bless our hearts together, I pray. And touch each one of us today. In Jesus' name I pray. And we all said, Amen. The Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was broken for you, preserve you blameless unto everlasting life. Take and eat this in remembrance that Christ died for you. Let us together partake of the bread.
legs. Bring us back safely tonight, expecting you to touch our hearts and help us. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you did in 2019. But God, thank you for what you're going to do in 2020. So bless each one of us as we leave this place. In Jesus' name I pray and all God's people said, Amen. Shake someone's hand. Tell them you love them. You can put your communion cups on the altar if you like or on the pew. It's totally up to you. God bless you. Greet one another. Go in peace.